0: Welcome to the Blaze. This is episode 211. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and so much excitement has been brewing on the podcast, and what an incredible time to be a part of the pod. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary, and I got to tell you, what a big way we celebrated. We are able to sit down with one of our good friends and also women-owned business entrepreneur, uh, Renee Wade, uh, she owns the brand, uh, Miss Nay Nails and you can find her on Facebook. You can find her on Instagram. Um, she is a nail tech here in Fresno or the central Valley and has been really trying to transform her craft and start a new type of journey for herself. Uh, she ended up opening up her own business, uh, the last few years and we've been making some great strides. So I just wanted to let you guys know that that blaze talks will be coming out next week. Um, And just with that sit down, it, it was our 10th installment of the series. We're celebrating four years. There's so much going on in the podcast, so much growth, so much just motivation going on. And I just want to continue to give you guys the content that you guys deserve. Uh, Just remember, you know, this is an independent podcast, so I like to bring new guests, new people on the podcast, let you guys hear what they got going on, uh, let you guys know what's going on here in the Central Valley. Uh, But like I said, this is a friend of the podcast, and she has definitely been working her ass off, so I just can't wait to uh, let you guys hear her story. And also hear about her brand that has been grown in the last two years, you know. These Blaze Talks have been taken off at a high rate. I mean, every time I drop them, I feel like these are the episodes that you guys gravitate towards. So, I definitely want to give you guys more. And with this one, I definitely wanted to really get everybody involved in this one. I'm not a nail person, but I definitely... Know that here in Fresno, nail techs are a big, big commodity here. And I definitely want to showcase some of the artists that we have here in the Central Valley. So I can't really wait to, to let you guys hear about this story. Um, and like I said, it, the Blaze Talks has been grown and, and have been seeing some great numbers for all of the episodes. So I just want to urge you guys, if you have not heard of the Blaze Talks, Go back through the podcast catalog and listen to some of the guests that we had on, on this pod. I'm also so blessed just to have the opportunity to sit down with such great guests as they all have been trailblazers in our community. And this is just why I started the pod. You know, this is why I wanted to bring exposure to the Central Valley so the world could see and feel the Central Valley Because there's so much unheard talent here. So make sure to keep it tuned in. Uh, Make sure to keep supporting as, you know, this is our journey. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also listen to this podcast on all your streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And I definitely want to urge you guys to download that Anchor app. Uh listen to this to this um, episode through that anchor app and, and let's bi- start building a, a bigger community on that anchor app. Uh be sure to rate the podcast. You know, every rate, every listen, everything that you guys do for the podcast, every share, it goes a long way. Uh, but rating the podcast definitely it has its perks. It you know, the more that you guys rate the podcast, the more uh this will be recognized through the algorithms. Um, on all those streaming platforms and that way it can get promoted on those uh, streaming platforms uh, but you know feedback is definitely a must here on the podcast so I just urge you guys you guys could uh, write us on instagram you guys could write us on Facebook our email is the blaze 559 at gmail.com and you guys can get a hold of me on all those platforms and I would love to hear what you guys have to say uh, and 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 what you guys think of uh, the podcast so far, but before we really get this week started, I really want to continue celebrating Women's Month on the podcast, and this week I would like to pay tribute to one of my favorite female athletes, uh, she's a champion, a mother, an analyst, and just an advocate for the game of basketball, and it's no other than um, Candace Parker. And as we continue to celebrate Women's Month on the podcast, you know, I really wanted to talk about one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I mean, even if it's from men or female, um, I think Candace Parker still, she, she owns it. You know, she has been pushing the boundaries of basketball and also the boundaries for women in sports. You know, and and, and, and in sports ana- analysts. Um, she first came to the scene uh, from one of the toughest basketball states. Uh, she came from Illinois. And she that's where she played high school basketball. And she ended up becoming an, a, a McDonald's All-American. And she was actually the first female basketball player to win uh, the dunk contest at the McDonald's All-American game. Uh, she didn't let her... Um, team to win, I think, back-to-back state championships there in Illinois, and then she ended up uh, getting signed to uh, Pat Summits, one of the best coaches in NCAA uh, women's basketball at Tennessee, and uh, she ended up leading her Tennessee team under that great Pat Summits coach winning back-to-back national championships in 2007 and 2008. And that is really when she took my attention. I mean, she's definitely one of the greatest to ever play in NCAA history. Um, And as a redshirt, she was the first woman to dunk twice in an NCAA basketball game. Candice was then drafted to the LA Sparks as the number one pick uh, where she spent the majority of her career. I think she was drafted in 2008 and that's when they won their first championship since the early 2000s. Uh, she didn't sign with the Chicago Sky where she ended up signing with her home team uh, and she won a championship uh, for that franchise's first title. You know, Candice's. Accolades go from WNBA MVP twice in 2008 and in 2013, WNBA All-Star Game MVP in 2013, two Olympic gold medals in 2008 and 2012, and WNBA Rookie of the Year in 2008. And as of late, she has been working as a basketball analyst for TNT and has been doing commentary during March Madness. Uh, I think she was also the first female uh, analyst to be hosting the NBA All Star game, which she ended up hosting the 2023 NBA All Star game. Um, in 2020, Candace Parker and her daughter became part ownership for the Angel City FC, which is part of the NWSL, and they're now uh, part of that league since 2022. But she's just been breaking barriers along the way of her career and she just continues to inspire me and many other basketball fans. So this week I really wanted to celebrate Candace Parker for her vision and the accomplishments the accomplishments she has earned to make her one of the best. She has solidified her name as a basketball player, as an analyst, and also an entrepreneur. So this week I would like to celebrate Candace Parker for Women's Month. And this week I was able to listen to a lot of different music and this week, I just want to review something new, something that felt good, uh, that I believe that it should have a little bit more shine. Um, and this week, I would like to talk about Don Tolliver, who has been making some noise with this latest project called Lovesick, which has, which was released last month. But he first hit the scene in 2018 with his mixtape called Donnie Womack and later released his first studio project called Heaven or Hell in 2020, which gained, I think, popularity, he gained popularity basically on TikTok. But Tolliver has been working with some of the industry's best artists, and he's known for, you know, ghostwriting for many of your favorite artists. But he then released a second studio album called Life of a Don in 2021, and this is when I started really becoming a fan of Don Tolliver and his laid-back style. I was able to listen to his latest project during my workouts, you know, and, and it hit on all the points. I was able to listen to through my workouts with my wife, just chilling. So this week, I would like to take a I would like you to take a listen and let us know what you think about Don Tolliver's latest project called Love Sick. My favorite songs off the project are Love Sickness, Leave the Club. Uh, which is featuring Lil Durk and Glorilla, and Bus Stop, featuring Brent Fias. But this album, you know, is a good hour long, and it definitely has a new sound to it. So make sure to check this project out on all your streaming platforms, and let us know on The Blaze Podcast what you're listening to this week. But this week, I was able to watch a ton of different movies, a lot of different shows, And this week I wanted to talk about the Alex Murda murders trial, which Netflix has a new documentary about the whole story, which has got me intrigued, especially as, you know, the court case is going on and and he ended up getting uh, sentenced this 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 past week. But this documentary has hit number one on the real as as the real trial comes to, to a close. You know, this latest Netflix true crime docu-series is about a South Carolina attorney that killed his own family. It's a three-part series which climbs you right into the case and wraps you up with all different aspects to the story. This documentary lets you put the pieces together of the case as the show unravels the influence the Murdoch family had in their small community in South Carolina. This was a legacy family who was built into the pa- the fabric of their small community, and used their influence to cover up any details that would tarnish the family name. The heart of this documentary was about a killing, the killings of Alex Murdaugh's wife and youngest son, Paul. Which both were brutally murdered, um, and this this uh, ac- this actual uh, documentary was released before the the um, trial. Um, but these killings come months before after Alex Murdaugh pushed his longtime housekeeper down a flight of stairs, which they ended up making millions off an insurance claim. Which none of that money was given to the victim's family. He was pushed out of his family law firm, which he embezzled millions of dollars, which is said to be payment for painkillers. Alex Murdoch was also allegedly shot in the head by a former client, which then was denied. uh, And Alex admitted to asking him to kill him. uh, So his son collect could collect the insurance policy. Uh, But this show never peaked with its insanity. It seemed time after time, this Murdoch family had this darkness that kept getting exposed. Uh, from the Murdoch children all the way to the parents, this tragic story of a legacy family is now in shambles. This is a great doc if you like crime st- series uh, because it takes you through the investigation as detectives try to put to- together these pieces. There is so much depth to the story, and from the looks of it, there is still a lot of unsolved crimes that Alex Murdoch has committed. And this is still getting brought to light. So Murdoch has been punished with a maximum of two consecutive light sentences for the killings of his wife and his youngest son. But Alex Murdaugh has claimed his innocence and will now face prison as his whole world was set ablaze earlier this week. So make sure to check this crime, this true crime docu-series out on Netflix and let us know what you're watching this week. But now I want to talk about T.A. The Handful And his album release, uh, King Timothy, which he's going to have an album release party tonight. And this week, I just want to remind you to listen to the latest episode of The Blaze Talks, number eight, as we sat down with Ya Boy The Fee and T.A. The Handful. And like I said, this week, T.A. The Handful will be dropping his latest project called King Timothy, which is already out on all your streaming services. Uh, but tonight will be his release party at strummers. This is going to be a special night that I don't think you guys want to miss. It's going to have a lot of local talent. It's going to focus a lot on local as this week, I think is going to be one of the best shows that you could probably get at a local event. Um, there's going to be special guests from the Otis Reed, Omar, Ara, Halo the Human, Brandon Freeman, Ramses, and Brashon the DJ, uh, like I said, it, it's going to be a legendary night, I believe, as uh, this album drop for TA The Handful with King Timothy is going to be an incredible time. Um, I'm definitely going to be out there. I'm going to try to uh, get some of the, the sounds and the feels out there, and let you guys know how it goes next week. But the doors will open at 8 p.m. I'm not too sure when uh, the first artist or if the DJ, what time the DJ set will be uh, spinning. Uh, but the doors do open at 8 p.m. It is a free entry to the show. Uh, so like I said, make sure to check out the Blaze Talks number 9. And also also make sure to check out this show out tonight because definitely the local scene needs your support and anything that you guys could do uh, to support the local scene, make sure you guys are doing it. Um, and make sure you guys tune into the blaze podcast for more events, for more local music as it comes. Uh, this summer is going to be incredible. I think, uh, around the city for uh, live shows. So make sure you guys stay tuned to the blaze podcast for more. Now let's talk about our Fresno state sports as you know, our basketball teams are now coming to a close. Uh, but let's start with our Fresno state men's basketball as uh they end the season 11 and 20 uh, and six and 12 in the Mountain West Conference you know the dogs faced off against Chicago State in their last regular season matchup they defeated Chicago State 108 which they ended up hitting hundred over hundred points 108 to 72 uh, they were led by Jamar Baker as he set up A record scoring performance, scoring 43 points, going 13 of 14 from the field, 10 of 11 from the three-point range, and also added five rebounds. The Dogs then lost their first game of the Mountain West Tournament versus Colorado State, 65 to 67. The Dogs were led by number three, Isaiah Hill, who scored 22 points and dished out six assists. I know we were hoping for a better tournament play, but the dogs had some success this year and they tried to put together a winning season. Hopefully, you know, this is only a building year as we've seen some great plays from our players and we have some things to work on, especially when it comes to finishing games out strong. I believe the coach for the dogs is in the hot seat. And maybe facing termination if we don't see some kind of improvement in our recruiting, in our game management. Uh, but this is another long offseason for the dogs, as they had a very underwhelming uh, past or, or season this past season. Uh, but now let's talk about our fellow State women's basketball, who ended their season ten and twenty-two with a record of three and fifteen in their Mountain West Conference. Um, nothing really big to say, but they lost on Sunday versus Nevada, 53 to 65 uh, in the Mountain West Confer- uh, Conference Tournament. Uh, the Dogs were led by number 33, Amaya West, who scored 18 points. But the Dogs were just not as good this year as teams past, you know? this is a, There's a lot of room for improvement, And can be made by next season. But we may need to get a little bit more size. And we actually need to become more of a threat in the Mountain West. I don't know if it's going to be because of of our recruiting. Um, I think it was just really the loss of the Cavender Twins from last year. We were really depending on them to finish off their senior year here at Fresno State. And it looks like the Cavender Twins actually have got into trouble this past season. Uh, for some NIL infractions. Uh, and I think they were suspended actually one game or two games. Uh, but this shouldn't have hurt the dogs this bad. Uh, but it will be a long offseason for both teams. Uh, men and women basketball. Uh, as you know the season is now behind us. But now let's talk about our Diamond Dogs. As uh, they start the season 6-5. and five And they have an 0-2 record in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, But last week, our Diamond Dogs were in action over the weekend, taking on San Jose State in a three-game weekend series. The Dogs went uh, 0-2, 3-5 on the first game, and then 2-6, losing the second game. And the last game, the series was actually postponed. Uh, The Dogs came back home on Monday versus Pacific and defeated uh, the Tigers 5-4. And then the Dogs will be at home this weekend, facing off against Nevada in another three game weekend series. Their first game will be Friday, March 10th at 6:05 5 PM. Second game on Saturday, March 11th at 30:5 5 PM. And then last game on Sunday, March 12th at 1 5 PM. Then the dogs will take the road versus Sacramento state for a one game series on the Tuesday, March 14th. So make sure to check out the diamond dogs this weekend as they have a home series. Um, now, let's talk about our Fellow state softball team, who has a record of 7 11. Uh, they haven't had any Mountain West conference games, uh, but they were actually in action this past weekend in the Judy Garmin Classic. The Dogs didn't have a great weekend, though, as they were swept throughout the Classic. Uh, they lost 2 6 versus Oregon, lost 0 1 versus UCF, lost 1 to 5 versus Cal Poly lost 1-8 versus the number one team in the country, UCLA, and then lost 4-9 versus Seattle University. The dogs that went on the road yesterday and was defeated uh, by Pacific 1-3, but the dogs will be back in action this week in the Bulldog Classic and will face off versus New Mexico State for a doubleheader on March 9th from 3.30 p.m. uh, and 6 p.m., the dogs will face off against Maine on Friday, March 10th, uh, versus Utah Tech on Saturday, March 11th. And then on Sunday, March 12th, they'll be facing off against UCSB. So the dogs will then hit the road on Wednesday, March 10th to face off at Cal. So be sure to support your federal state softball teams as they'll be in action. And also make sure you check out uh, your federal state baseball team. Uh, but make sure to tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State sports. Now let's talk about the NFL. And this week, I want to talk about newly signed Saints QB, Derek Carr, as he agreed to a four-year deal reportedly worth $150 million. You know, Derek Carr was released from the Las Vegas Ra- uh, Raiders, and now it has agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints on a four-year contract. Uh, and according to reports, the deal is worth uh, 150 million, and is structured to give the Saints salary cap relief. Carr will end up getting at least 60 million guaranteed, with the chance to earn up to 100 million, and it has a full no trade clause. So this is a great deal for Derek Carr, as you know the Raiders really tra- treated him bad this past season. But seeing that he's guaranteed 60 million at signing with another $10 million in year three and investing in year one. You know, Carr structures his deal to accommodate the Saints' caps issues by enabling them to give some money up for the defense that they've always been known for and also some, some more um, weapons on the offensive side. But Carr is now 31 years old, and he's coming into the Saints after spending nine years with the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, he took a long road to really get where he's at. Uh, he was a second round pick of the 2014 NFL draft and over a decade, he was the best quarterback that the hit the Raiders franchise has ever seen. And he led the Raiders actually to two playoff appearances. Um, and it, it's been crazy that, you know, uh, he actually got, Uh, release from the Raiders knowing that he's been playing at an all-time high but I feel like with with the new coach, uh, Coach McDaniels, I think they're really looking for a different different option for the Raiders offense. Uh, They had some struggles throughout last season uh, but still he was still playing at a, uh, Derek Carr was still playing at an all-time high. Um, You know, I, I just feel like Anywhere that Derek Carr would have signed, he could have signed with the Jets, he could have signed with the Falcons, he could have signed with the Bucks. Um, Anywhere he would have signed, he would have been a playoff team. But now it makes the New Orleans Saints even more deadly in that NFC South. I think Derek Carr is going to be that number one QB in the NFC South. So he picked a great location. I just hope that it's going to be A great future for him, a long-term solution, especially, you know, after New Orleans uh, basically was left without a QB since Drew Brees kind of uh, retired. I know they had Jameis Winston, but he was inconsistent, but seeing how consistent uh, Derek Carr is, I think is going to bring... A, a, a lot to the table for the New Orleans Saints. Even though they're the Falcons' rivals, I'm still going to be a big, big uh, Derek Carr fan. So I hope all the success. I just hope that uh, it doesn't come at the Falcons' expense. So make sure you guys keep supporting your uh, Bulldog bred uh, Derek Carr. And also in the NFL, announced Monday that Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Riley has been fully reinstated. One year after is indefinitely suspended for violating the league's gambling policy. And this actually makes the Jaguars in an immediate playoff team in my mind. Um he's immediately eligible to participate in all team activities. And you know, the whiteout really took some time to really address the past and really trying to begin his new future. Um he ended up You know, talking about his story and and what happened and how he ended up making a huge mistake gambling uh, on NFL games. But with this suspension, I think comes a big, big responsibility for the NFL to really understand um, gambling and within... The, the NFL, uh, I think they really used Calvin Ridley as a scapegoat, really put him as uh, the message, making sure that uh, the NFL is clear that no NFL player, NFL coach, NFL analyst, anybody will be uh, betting on any NFL games. Um, and this is actually at the time now that gambling is legal here in the United States uh, and you know, with this condemning of uh Calvin Really, I feel like every offseason now it's gonna be a big issue. Uh they're gonna be talking about this for years to come. Uh but know that knowing that Calvin Really is back to play and really gives that Jacksonville uh, Jaguars a big, big option there on the on the um offensive side, especially as they, they've seen a lot of success this past season. Uh, I know Trevor Lawrence is going to be happy to have an option like Calvin Ridley, uh, but he finished you know the se- the, his last season with 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns, uh, so I think Ridley is going to be a great asset for that Jacksonville team and I hope a lot of success for Calvin Ridley as I think you know he is going to be one of the best options uh, maybe one of the best wide receivers could be a top 10 option in the NFL so uh, hopefully you know he makes some success with uh, the Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville Jaguars but while we're talking about the NFL I want to talk about the NFL combine and it's being held in Indianapolis Uh, and I just want to talk about just some of our Fresno State guys Uh, Quarterback Jake Hayner of Fresno State um, and also wide receiver Jalen Moreno-Cropper. They both attended the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine um, and both of them have been making some big, big noise. Uh, Jalen Cropper of Fresno State participated in the 40-yard dash um, and the NFL Combine at the Lucas Oil Stadium. He made headlines posting a 4.4 in the 40-yard dash. Which means he was the third fastest time of the wide receiver group, and the receiver recorded a ten-one in the broad jump. So wide receiver Jalen Cropper has really been uh, making the noise in in the in the uh, dra- in the combine. But also Jake Hayner, who recorded a thirty-five in the vertical jump and a nine-six in the broad jump. Uh, the six-foot quarterback ran through the three-cone drill uh, in 7.01 seconds. You know, this is a big, big thing for uh, Jake Hainer as he was great on his feet, able to throw on the run, uh, really able to put... Uh, extra yards together on each play just because of him moving his feet. And I think that's what's going to make him unique in the NFL. Um, his size isn't too big, but you but you got to think of his arm power and definitely the tenacity that he plays the game at. I think both uh, wide receiver Jalen Cropper and also um, QB Jake Ayner are going to be two tremendous assets in the NFL and going to be stars. I mean, stars, Um, Jake Hayner, I've seen him put, um, you know, the team on his back and really grind out some great wins, especially in Fresno State uniform. Uh, But I think he's going to do that in the NFL uniform. So I just want to wish the best of luck to those two guys as they continue their journey into the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And I got to start off uh, with my Lakers right now, as we have been on a two game winning streak. Uh, one against the Warriors, and then two against the Grizzlies. Uh, we'll be playing tomorrow on Friday against the Raptors, and then again on Sunday versus the Knicks. Uh, the Lakers are needing some of these wins, um, as they will also play the Pelicans during the week and the Rockets. So we, it looks like we're gonna they're gonna have an easy uh, four game schedule for the next part of the week. I just think. Uh, we need to really, really get our our health back together. We need to get LeBron back on the on the court. We need to get D'Angelo Russell back, which I've heard reports say that he's coming back or will be expected to be back on Friday, uh, and that will be against uh, the Raptors. So we have a long way to go, but we are ninth in the Western Conference right now. But, but... Uh, two games really uh, splits us from the eighth, and then uh, three games from sixth. So we have a long way to go, but it is doable, uh, especially with the games that we have this week. Uh, so we gotta continue to play at a at a high rate. Uh, we gotta make sure AD is getting thirty plus points a game uh, with. Ten plus boards a game, and also with this five blocks a game. I mean, he's been playing incredible these last two games. I just hope that he can continue uh, his prowess. As you know, the Lakers are definitely turning, turning uh, on the on the on the other side of the winning column. So I'm hoping that they continue with their success uh, this week, especially as the week looks uh, pretty easy for them. So uh, make sure to continue to uh, check out the Lakers this week. But now I want to talk about the power rankings as the Eastern conference has just been ruling the power rankings this week. Um, At number five, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers who have a record of uh, 41 and 26 and they haven't really been moving uh, left or right. But uh, Donovan Mitchell has been playing at a, at a great rate. He topped off 40 points uh, on the, boston celtics last week um he's been averaging 27.5 points per game and he's been able to to do this uh, throughout the whole season and, and being able to uh really compare his numbers with lebron numbers uh especially with the cleveland cavaliers so it's going to be interesting to see how far these cleveland cavaliers could go especially with this I don't even know what you call it. It's just a war in 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 the Eastern Conference right now. Especially with this number 4 team Philadelphia 76ers who have a record of 43 and 22 and since the All-Star break really Philly has been on a terror. I mean, I don't think any other team right now has been playing as good as uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, Joel Embiid has been playing like an MVP candidate. James Harden has been playing like a another type of Harden we've never seen. Uh, but they've actually need to be able to beat the Celtics and they need to be able to beat the Bucks. so it's going to be a hard road I think for the 76ers Uh, but if they can stay healthy and they can stay as dominant as they have been I feel like they could have a chance in the Easter Conference Uh, but at number three we got the Boston Celtics who really dropped down I feel like two spots. Um, They were at that number one, number two spot for a few weeks, uh, but now they dropped down to the number three with a record of 45 and 21. Um, They just haven't been able to to beat these teams um, close games, overtime games, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference right now. You need to be able to finish off games, especially against playoff caliber teams. uh, And seeing how... you know, Cleveland has been playing and then as well as the 76ers have been playing. I feel like the Celtics need to really dig it out of themselves and and put uh, their best foot forward and get some of these wins uh, against some of these tough Eastern teams. Uh, Milwaukee is just another team in the East that they have to compete with. Uh, and it could be a huge factor uh, right now in, in the position that they're in. Um, really how how they could do in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to be paying attention to those Celtics as they have been uh, downplaying the last couple of weeks. Uh, But at number two, we got the Denver Nuggets, uh, and they've been just one of the best teams in the NBA period. Uh, They've definitely been showing a lot of improvement since last year Um, and seeing that uh, they're number one in the West and – you know, with a record of forty-six and nineteen, I just feel like the only threat for them is the Western battle that lies ahead for the playoffs, uh, where the Lakers lie, where uh, the Warriors lie, and definitely where Clippers and Sacramento lie. There's tough teams right now in the East, and I feel like in the or in the West, I'm sorry, there's tough teams in the West, and it could depend on which order the is, Lies uh, for the playoffs. I think it will be uh, that tough for the Nuggets. So de- depending on who they end up matching up with, I think that's going to be the real story for the Denver Nuggets this season. As right now they're comfortably at the top of the pack, um, but they've been that way all season. So there's no reason to believe that they're going to you know drop down anytime soon in the power rankings. Uh, but I think they're just getting ready now for the playoff uh, stretch. And at number one this week we, in the power rankings, we got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and they haven't been really nudging from that number one spot. Uh, Giannis has been on a tear. Um, and Bucks haven't been wasting any time really uh, really getting into that win column uh, with a 16-game streak that was actually snapped last weekend, but Still knowing that they've been playing at a all time high, I think that Milwaukee is probably one of the scariest teams in the NBA, uh, with the healthy Giannis and able to play the way that he does at. The rate that he does, I think it's going to be hard to keep up with this Bucks team, especially because I, I feel like they're a shooting team now. Um, they, they built this team around Giannis and they're able to stretch the floor, pass the ball, make the easy, easy uh, point points, but also able to uh, shoot that ball in front of people's faces and uh, make make good defenses look bad, you know? Uh, so, the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be one of those top teams in the East. Uh, definitely, for me, it's going to be in the contest between either the 76ers, the Bucks, or the Celtics. I mean, there's, a, there's a great basketball being played right now. Throughout March, I mean, I haven't even talked about college basketball, which I'm not a huge advocate for college basketball just because of, uh, you know, NBA kind of, I think, is what people... Look forward to more, but college basketball definitely has its own dy- dynamics, and the March Madness will be starting soon. But definitely, this is the best time to be watching basketball here in the month of March. So, make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. I just want to thank you for pushing play each and every week. I just want to let you know your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. You know, we curate this podcast throughout the week, we would like to get some of your feedback. Hear what you guys like about the podcast. Hear what you guys don't like about the podcast. I want you guys to, you know, stay here for the journey. Uh, we've been moving at a at a really steady pace, uh, but this week we're really going to be taking off, especially with the next Blaze uh, Talks number ten, which, like I said, is going to feature our first female guest. Renee Wade from Miss uh, Nails and you can find her on Instagram and Facebook and all that. But make sure you guys tune in next week as we're going to be dropping a Blaze Talks as as well as the Blaze Podcast. So we have a busy week next week. I just want to get you guys involved. Let Let me know what you guys like about the podcast. Let me know what you guys don't like. You know, I want you guys to support everything local right now. Uh, our local community needs us. Uh, we have that show with T.A., the Handful. Uh, make sure you guys check that out at um, Strummers. And that will be tonight if you guys are listening to this on a Thursday. I, I drop podcast this podcast on every Thursday. So I try to get events things to do uh things to listen to things to watch things to pay attention to uh everything that you guys need for the week is here on the blaze podcast so make sure you guys tune in make sure you guys support all your local businesses make sure you support all your local artists make sure you support all your local podcasts i'm alejandro Oveda, signing off episode 211